Hey, listener, welcome to the Comic Relief Podcast. Hope you survived the experience. The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your hosts, Uncanny Thomas Logue and Mighty Michael Moran. Welcome to our second podcast. Uh, this is going to be the movie news episode. We're going to be talking about movies that are coming out here. Some new news, some a little bit older. We're going to be just going down the list and covering a few things here. Because we always have something to ramble about. Absolutely. That's just what we do as we ramble. Okay, you want to start? All right. Let's talk about Paul Rudd being cast as Ant-Man. So Paul Rudd, the funny actor, is being cast in a... I, I don't know. What what version of, of Ant-Man do you see them doing? So this is something I already confirmed. I was thinking they were going to do Eric O'Grady, the latest Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. He's more of a comedic kind of guy. And it would have made the most sense because he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Kind of had no morals. Kind of uh-huh. like he stole the Ant-Man suit to basically benefit himself and to woo ladies and, you know, you know, he's just kind of a slime ball. So I thought, hey, that's going to be Paul Rudd, right? You <laughs> yeah, know? Absolutely. But I actually look, and Paul Rudd is cast as Henry Pym. Oh, wow. So he's going to be Hank Pym. He's going to be a classic Ant-Man. I'm not happy about that. I was hoping if they were going to do Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, they were going to use Eric O'Grady mm-hmm. and just not touch Hank Pym or Scott Lang. Because uh-huh. those two are like, you know, serious characters. Whereas Eric O'Grady would have fit with Paul Rudd. I would have been okay with that one. So you don't think that Paul Rudd can pull off a serious role, but maybe with just a little bit of charm? No. No, you don't think so? <laughs> no. No. He's just going to be all slapstick and goofy. I just saw Anchorman 2, and anyone who's listening, I would recommend not going and seeing it. Oh, what? Really? I, I haven't seen it yet. I will say it now. Oh, Worst no. movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, really? Are you serious? Why is that? It had a few laughs. Uh-huh. But only a few? That's it. it. Only a few. He did This Is 40, which until Anchorman 2 was the worst movie I've ever oh, seen. Wow. There's not much I've seen Paul Rudd do that mm-hmm. I like. I mean, I've only ever seen him in that kind of a support role, and he's always just kind of been to smile charming friend in the movies that I know of anyways. I mean, I can't say I go out of my way to watch uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. He, I mean, he seems like a, a charming enough dude. I don't know if he can hold his own movie down, but I'll, I'm going to hold my opinion until I actually see him because I mean, remember when, when Tony Stark was cast by Robert Downey Jr.? You know, a lot of people got really down on that. They didn't think that he had the, the chops to actually hold down a Tony Stark and he played him off perfect. I agree. I was one of the people who was not a big Robert Downey Jr. fan at that mm-hmm. time. There's no way this dude is going to pull off a drunk billionaire. <laughs> a drunk billionaire. A drunk, okay. <laughs> but I was like, there's no way he's going to do it. And I was blown away. First yeah. Iron Man blew me away. But the, uh, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr., they seem to have a lot of qualities. Whereas Paul Rudd and Hank Pym. Hank Pym's like this biochemist. Yeah. I don't see Paul Rudd pulling that off. And, you know, I'm curious to see who else they cast. You know, mm-hmm. is Wasp going to be in it? Anyone else? So him and, and it was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt who were uh, considered the frontrunners for the for the part. Do you think jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have been a uh, better cast? I think anyone would have been a better oh, cast. Oh, no. <laughs> really? No, uh, you know, I don't know. The Ant-Man movie is slated to be released July 31st, 2015. Through that, let's take a look here. And also on the uh, Avengers news, they sent out a casting call for a possible second villain in the um, in the Avengers sequel. And it looks like we, we might have a uh, Baron Von Strucker as a villain um, in the second movie. And it looks like we don't have anybody yet. There, There's a, a description that they're looking for. Um, this is reported, uh, I think it's by Variety, or, or Screen Rant is a source that we got. And they're looking essentially for a um, a particular type of actor, you know, potential. They had two listed for potentials, right? Yeah, I believe it was two. It was um, two possible actors that they're looking at are, are Doug Ray Scott, uh, most recently in Mission Impossible 2, and Martin Sokas. 
from uh, Sim City: A Dame to Kill For, which they're still, uh, which is still in production, I believe, or maybe post production. But essentially, they're looking for older, kind of uh, handsome uh, gentlemen. So I don't know. I'm not sure why they didn't uh, come to us. I yeah. should check with my agent. You yeah. know? So far, that sounds like me. Oh, am I your agent? <laughs> you, you can be. Oh, crap. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Damn it. <laughs> so, of course, we got uh, James Spader cast as Ultron, who's going to be the main villain of the movie. And they're looking for a potential uh, secondary villain. It looks like it is going to be Baron, uh, Baron Von Strucker, which is going to be interesting. And, you know, what his ties are going to be in the movie with Black Widow, because he was the one that uh, essentially turned Black Widow out to be a spy, right? Or trained her? I believe so. I'm just surprised that they're not setting this up in Winter Soldier. I, you know Because what? he's a cap villain. Like, yeah. he's been a Captain America yeah. villain oh, for yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. I bet you they will, man. I bet you they will. If they don't, I bet you they're going to do something in the post-credits. Well, yeah. they don't even yeah. have anyone cast yet as Baron Strucker yet. Oh, yeah. The movie's coming out here soon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The movie's right around the corner. Because normally, you know, Marvel's really good about setting stuff yeah. up. So yeah. it would have been kind of cool to see Baron Strucker, like, in a flashback mm. in oh, Captain no, America. Maybe they already have this person cast they just haven't released it yet you know because well maybe they want a surprise absolutely maybe they want to save the actual announcement uh for or, the post yeah, credit scene in captain america which would be a great move switching over to the x-men looks like uh, anna paquin has been cut from the x-men days of future past and since announcing and since uh they've been putting out all these like little bits of information about days of future past everyone's curious to see who's going to make the cut since it is spanning across all x-men timelines you know who's going right. to be there we're going to have cyclops we're going to see jean gray just little questions like like that and it looks like uh rogue was going to be in the movie but apparently she was cut out yeah from what i read it was um she had a small part only and i guess after the editing and to make it smoother it was her small part was actually cut from it mm -hmm. but i guarantee you if you get the blu-ray dvd oh yeah it's gonna be there it's oh, gonna guaranteed. be there guaranteed I'm kind of bummed out. I, I didn't want to see them tie all, all movies and as many characters as possible, even if it was a, a, a small cameo role. I mean, I would have liked to seen Rogue play a bigger role. Right. I, I did like Rogue in the movies, and I like Anna Paquin. It's too bad she got cut and she's not going to be in the movie at all. I'm curious to see what they do with Days of Future Past because it was such a great story in mm -hmm. the comic. I want to see how they take it and adapt it because I know one of the changes they made supposedly instead of an adult kitty going back in time, it's going to be Wolverine. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. No, no surprise. I mean, <laughs> oh my god they focused on wolverine yeah, no surprise uh, hugh jackman originally wasn't sure if he was going to be in this movie i think the way they convinced him to be part of this movie is to give him the money the leading role and the money exactly there was no way hugh jackman would have played a trivial part yeah a trivial part or a side part and i mean he wasn't really a trivial part in the in the book but he's got he's got to be front and center in these yeah. movies i mean he's oh. producer for for his wolverine movies you know there's no way he's not well and wolverine is such a big name of course they're going to focus it on Wolverine. I'm okay with them changing things up to fit the movie universe. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine that. with that. Whatever works. They've done that with all the other movies. Yeah, so. they've screwed all the other movies <laughs> up. Why not one more? And okay, so speaking of uh, post-credit scenes, uh, do you think they'll be hinting at Apocalypse at the end of this one? I'm hoping so, because they've already announced that the next movie after Days of Future Past is mm -hmm. X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. So I am hoping that they're setting up an Age of Apocalypse movie. It has to be an Age of Apocalypse. Do you know how awesome that would be? That would be great. That whole universe was excellent. It was oh, absolutely. magnificent. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. A lot of what-ifs. Essentially, this could be their way of, of recasting uh, aging characters or actors that don't want to... Continue. Continue, right? Do Age of Apocalypse. I mean, that's essentially what we're waiting for is a reboot of the X-Men franchise, which doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon unless 
unless Age of Apocalypse takes advantage of all the time traveling from Days of Future Past and alternate universes and stuff. I think they, they could pull it off here. Like you said, there's so much that they can do that they can alter stuff around. Mm-hmm. So much potential sitting right there. Yeah. And I'm still upset that they've killed Cyclops off, man. I'm still... <laughs> How can you have X-Men, a continuing X-Men franchise, without Cyclops? I have a similar question. Like, how can they have Captain America mm-hmm. without Nomad? With <laughs> Dude, That'll I, make sense if you listen I, to our first I podcast. So, you know how awesome would they be if in the in the Winter Soldier movie, Bucky shoots somebody in the back, thrown in the trunk. That'd be awesome. Another thing for X Men: Days of Future Past is people should visit www.trask industries.com. It's a pretty amazing site. It's got all this information about how Sentinels will help mankind. Absolutely. Very cool site. I, I like how, how um, uh, movies are doing these like secret uh, viral type sites now. A lot of movies are going that way. The uh, the Amazing Spider-Man is going that way. So the uh, the X-Men Days of Future Past is not to be outdone. There's a very cool site. Uh, a lot of cool downloads. A lot of cool little videos. I highly recommend to check it out. It's it's very well done too. It looks clean. It looks it looks like a real uh, like a real website. That's what I was gonna say. It looks like a real company's website. It's yeah. like got that thing about fifty years of Trask Industries and stuff like that. Yeah, it gives exactly. like a whole history of what this company's done. And you also get a glimpse as to what the Sentinels are gonna look like. Which what do you think? Uh, you know I don't mind. There's been so many different versions of the Sentinels. Uh, I don't mind that they've changed it. You, I, know, you know I kind of like them. Yeah, my preference is the classic Sentinels. You know that kind of purple, yeah, pink kind of yeah. look. And it looks like they kept the color scheme which is which is pretty good which yeah it's pretty good the glowing orange eyes which is really good i know you can the the old classic sentinel look only really works in the comics in the and comics cartoons. yeah this uh sentinel it looks looks pretty darn cool it was very modern clear face mask with two glowing lights behind it uh, for eyes I, I like it it's neat i'm curious if they allude to nimrod also who is like the ultimate oh, absolutely they, they have to they have to, well i mean they don't have to but there's there's got to be something there's uh, so much fans want maybe even uh, a hint at something right master mold you know what i mean yes. Some, something like that so we'll see it's it's very exciting i like i like the direction they're going they're they're going in a very cool direction with the x-men instead of just you know creating standalone movies or creating their own stories they're right actually digging into the the x-men mythology you know and, and going into some really cool stories that we've always you know growing up reading these books you always think wouldn't it be cool to see a days of future past or, or age of apocalypse movie or something like that you know and you think yeah. oh, they would never make those you know yeah and here they are man we're, we're getting them which is really awesome what i like is that from what we're guessing it looks like that they're tying it in yeah you know days of future past leading to apocalypse it's not just individual movies they're taking this and each one is having mm-hmm. consequence into the next oh absolutely absolutely who knows if the apocalypse movie is going to be the second part to the days of future past or if uh the apocalypse is going to be its, its own standalone trilogy i mean if right. they do an age of apocalypse you know why not make it you know more than one movie that was a that was a huge crossover learn from the hobbit make one book into three movies yeah absolutely <laughs> milk it well days of future past was only two books the age of apocalypse so that was like a whole big oh, yeah, summer that, event yeah. spanning across all x titles yeah each one ran four issues and mm-hmm. there was like eight titles yeah so yep. and apart from that there was the alpha the uh, omega. omega yeah okay and going to other marvel movie news we have so vin diesel was is is confirmed that he is the voice of Groot. it was uh it, it was a long suspicion he tweeted pictures of himself like walking on still but he had never confirmed why everyone just uh, suspected and and speculated that he was going to play Groot. And he finally uh, tweeted a 
picture of himself with his arms around a big bust of a brute, which is really cool. When you read it, like the captions in the comics were always like big and loud, you know. Mm -hmm. So I always imagined him having a really deep voice. Oh, so yeah. Vin Diesel, I think, is a perfect fit for Groot. And they're going to actually let him, I mean, put on stilts. Maybe he's not going to actually be in, in a suit, per yeah. se. But, you know, if they're doing the... CGI, exactly the, the dot thing like they did with Gollum. Exactly. That's that's very cool. I like it. I like it. Okay, so that means so far we, for Star-Lord, we have Chris Pratt. Which... It's it, this is like a Chris I Pratt. I know nothing about him. You talk about so. Paul Rudd being cast poorly as Ant Man. Chris Pratt as Star Lord is is such a strange cast. But Star Lord is kind of like very like what is going on? Like oh yeah, he doesn't have a good grasp of yeah. what's always happening around him. Yeah, very very like sarcastic. Chris Pratt was essentially a a waiter who had no intentions of of going. He was discovered as a waiter and got into uh, TV and movies that way. He doesn't strike you as a, a superhero type. He's kind of a big um, big oaf okay but have you seen the pictures that he's tweeted since he's been cast no dude is yoked really dude turned that big oaf like into muscle mass but he's he again like paul rudd he has charm he's an idiot but he has charm. he has that charm you don't hate him you, yeah you like him in the show he's a dummy but you root for him and you like him i, cool. I like him as a star lord it should be interesting it should be cool to see someone you know that goes from a supporting role to a leading role and see how he handles next on that team we have rocket raccoon being being voiced by Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. So I can see it. Bradley Cooper is very, very sarcastic mm -hmm. dude. Like, and he's got a lot of that charm and stuff like that. And I think that'll fit with yeah. Rocket Raccoon. Well, all he has to do is really go in and just record, bang, you're dead. I'm going to shoot you. And then just <laughs> replay that for the entire movie. <laughs> That's it. It's going to be two seconds of voice acting for him. And they could just uh, replay that piece, that piece over, over and over and over. And over. <laughs> yeah. You were a big fan of that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the previous Guardians of the Galaxy was an excellent series. Mm -hmm. I got the new series and I think I only collected five issues before I handed it over to Michael and said yeah. I'm done. I, like it. I, I never read the um, the older series or the original series. or Don't read the original with Charlie 27 yeah. and all of them. <laughs> Don't worry about that version. It has gotcha. nothing to do with the current team. Totally okay. different team except for Major Victory. Um, and then we also have Gamora being cast by Zos Salanda? So, I don't know Sal much. Saldana? Do we know who where she's from? She's the chick from Star Trek, Into the Darkness. And it's Uhura. Sorry, Trek fans. Oh, yeah. Uhura. Sorry. Uhura. <laughs> Get hate mail yeah, for, no, for not knowing how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she's got the look because she's definitely a beautiful woman. Very, very, very beautiful. But I've never seen her do anything kind of action-y. Okay. Which, you know, Gamora is known as this major assassin. You don't mess with Gamora. So I'm curious to see how they handle that. Not to say it's impossible, but... Yeah. You know, as long as she prepares well. Right. You know, she goes in and she does her, her training before Her workout. <laughs> yeah, her workout. I think her stunt doubles can handle the... You know, the, the actual, actual fighting. Yeah, the actual fighting and stuff. I mean, the presence plays a big role, especially when you're dealing with a character that demands, you know, that kind of uh, screen presence. Like in, in the book, she's powerful. Yeah. You know what I and mean? I, you know, like the presence, I think she can do because she did it in Star Trek. Like she came across as a very strong woman. No, I think she did. She did. She, uh, I mean, she was woman enough in the uh, Into the Darkness movie to like play alongside Spock and to actually get into his head and, and be a, a strong sporting character. And, and I think she can pull it off. I think that's a very good character. The last one we have is Drax, who is David 
kid, uh, Bautista. Yes. All I know about him is that he's a wrestler, and I'm sure if James Edmondson were here now, he would push me to the side and talk about how awesome Dave is. But I know nothing about him. He definitely has the look, man. Oh, this yeah. dude is he's built muscle. like a brick <laughs> house. Yeah, this dude is all muscle. So, I mean, I'm not sure what how his acting chops are. We've seen wrestlers in movies. We, saw, we have. Um, I was going to talk about Punisher, that. right? Oh, my God. The, the Russian who played the Russian uh, oh, Diesel. Dolph Lundrum. No, no. Well, the Punisher. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's take it back. The original. Sorry, I'm going all the way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you're talking about the other one. The... Yeah, in the, in the uh, Tom Jane Punisher. Yeah. Uh, the Russian with the red and white striped shirt was played by uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Kevin there you go. Yeah, and I thought, who I thought. James is like screaming right yeah. now that we didn't know Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. But he, he played, he, he looked apart. He looked perfect. Right. No speaking in, in the role, though. And I wonder if, if that's because, I mean, wrestlers have the look, but just don't have yeah. the, the chops. Yeah, the acting chops. So it's going to be interesting because uh, Batista definitely looks the part. I mean, this dude is yoked. It can go good or bad, right? Because yeah. The Rock, or Dwayne Johnson, has gone into the movie side. And he did things like The Rundown, which is probably one of my favorite action comedy movies ever. Um, He also did Faster, which mm-hmm. was a cool action movie. He did The Game Plan, which was a cool side, where he's the, uh, I guess, the dad, and he's got the little kid yeah. who like bedazzles his football and stuff like that <laughs> um, tooth fairy yeah he did the tooth fairy the which tooth fairy. not so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> not so good but then he also did uh walking tall and he did like the fast and furious mm-hmm. movies all mm-hmm. of them he was really good good for action oh but yeah then I'm... you have triple h okay uh do you ever see blade trinity yeah, he was in that. He was uh, holding the little chihuahua, wasn't it? The chihuahua that was a vampire. Yeah, the chihuahua that was a vampire. Yeah, so I don't know if that's really Triple H's fault. Uh-huh. but I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was. So wrestlers have the look, man. They have yeah. the look. If you're looking, I mean, if you're for looking for... buff and strong. Buff and just uh, in, in like an imposing presence. I mean, wrestling has a giant pool of those guys. Right. Know? But it's 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 the acting. Can they act? Can they, can they hold up roles? Yeah. You know? And not just talk, you know, it's actually playing a role. Because, yeah. you know, wrestlers are... are they're, they're, they're actors in a way. Yeah, yeah, they are. And we've had, you know, the, the Roddy Roddy Pipers, the Hulk Hogan's. Steve Austin. Mach- yeah, Steve Austin. Did Steve Austin do... Oh, yeah, he did he do He did movies, a couple huh? of movies. He John Cena, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're no strangers, you know, to... Getting into the movies. Getting into the movies, but can they hold, you know... If, if you if you you want more than just that look, right? So it's going to be interesting, but I like that casting as well. I I'm curious to see how it goes because the mm-hmm. dude is definitely built like Drax. So oh, I'll give you that. Absolutely. So slap some green paint on the dude, and it's Drax. Yeah. <laughs> Shave his head. Oh heck yeah! And then next we have Sinister Six. Right. So they Sony announced an actual uh, Sinister Six spinoff. The um the Amazing Spider Man is another one of these um movies that have uh, secret sites. So if you go to Enemies Unite uh dot it, it, it opens up a page that shows, I believe it's Harry Osborne on a computer, and there's a countdown on the computer that he's on. And um, this actually, there's only one working link on this um, this site. I couldn't even find a working link. I thought it was just a countdown. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a working link, but all it does is link to the um, to the announcement, to Sony's announcement that they're spinning off the uh, Sinister Six and the oh, okay. movie. So they're, they're expanding their franchise. Uh, that's the only working link. So the timer, though, counts down three. Uh, it looks like it counts down to New Year's. So uh, it looks like we can expect some kind of a announcement. major announcement for the uh, Amazing Spider-Man franchise on New Year's, which is pretty cool. And also a Venom movie. Yes. 
And also, so it's not a Venom as a part of a Sinister Six or anything like that. They're actually going to do a Venom movie, which I am all for. Venom is a character that I think, as a villain, can definitely hold his own. Oh, are you kidding me? Heck yeah. So I'm curious which one they're going to do. Because, you know, you have the Venom who, I want to eat your brains. And Mm -hmm. then you have the Venom who's the anti-hero. Yeah. I hope the Venom goes beyond one movie. Because now you you talk about Venom and who he fights. I mean, who if you have Venom, you got to have Carnage. Right. Which will probably be the villain for Venom, right? Yeah, it has to be, dude. I mean, if they're doing a Venom movie without Spider-Man... It has to be Carnage. It has to be Carnage. There's no way around that. I I think Venom was so wasted in the uh, Spider-Man 3 movies. Two or three. It was three. Doc Ock was in two. You're right. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, Spider-Man 3 just wasted such a great villain. A villain that I think could hold his own trilogy. Who else would he fight besides Carnage? Who else would you see Venom fighting? Like, if it can't be Carnage and it can't be Spider-Man, who else is he going to fight? I don't see him fighting anybody else, man. I think it's got to be Carnage. So it'd be Carnage all three movies? Um... Oh, that's a good question. See what I'm saying? Uh, but okay, well, yeah, I guess so. If you were going to do a Venom with Spider-Man, you can do it just as Venom and Spider-Man in the first movie and then spin off into Carnage, maybe the second and third movie. And I mean, Spider-Man has such a, a, a deep rogues gallery. I really hope they don't create a, a symbiote just for the movies. That would totally blow. In the Spider-Man universe, they they have like, what, seven different oh, man, symbiotes? there's so many of them. Yeah. yeah. There's anti-Venom, there's Toxin, there's... Yeah, Toxin yeah, is the one yep, I was thinking of. Yeah. There's a bunch, man. There's even a team of symbiotes. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, I mean, okay, so storyline, yeah, I could see it happening, right? Because you find out that these symbiotes are, are like born of each other. So why wouldn't a team of like mercenaries want that? That symbiote. Yeah, exactly. Relationship. Yeah, exactly. So they, you know, they, a team of mercenaries hunts down their own goop symbiote. symbiote. Yeah, but they, of course, they're not as, as strong as, as Venom. They're, you know. Or Carnage, they're a little more, they're a little weaker and they're, uh, I believe they're a little more... Unpredictable. Unpredictable, yeah. I was thinking, like, if they do a Venom movie, they could pull from the Spider-Man gallery of villains. Why couldn't Venom fight Hobgoblin? Oh, absolutely. If they're doing a Sinister Six movie, right? Why don't they have all three movies cross over, the Spider-Man and the Sinister Six and the Venom and all that, you know what I mean? So do you think the Sinister Six is going to be people that Spider-Man's already fought? So do you think it's going to be, like, Doc Ock, Electro, and stuff like that? Because they haven't said anything who's no. going to be in it. No, they just announced that they're going to do it. Um, I think so. I think this uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie is going to be the Spin introduction off. to that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping they don't hold six new villains that, you know, comic book readers might mm-hmm. know, but then your average movie goer is not going to yeah. know. Yeah, I hope they build up to it. I, I think what Marvel did with the Avengers and, you know, the standalone movies leading up to the Avengers, I think that changed everything, everything for yeah. comic book Proof movies. of success. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that first Spider-Man movie, while not a throwaway, it was already too far into production to jump on board you know, right. to that. So I think they're they're kind of riding the ship now, and they're going to start doing that. They're starting introducing the you know the character two of the, two or three of the characters, and then maybe we'll see two or three more in the next movie. Right, and then that'll spin off into its own Sinister Six, and then. Very cool. And also, The Amazing Spider-Man also has a Tumblr page. If you go to thedailybugle.tumblr.com, it's kind of like a um, a news page where they announce you know stuff that happens in in New York. Right. Uh, pertaining to the characters within the movie. So if you go, you know, they announce some mob activity and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, like exclusives and stuff that would be happening in that world. 
Yeah, like how Spider Man rents for free or something like that. That's yeah, one yeah, of the articles I saw. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't get that, but Spider Man rents free apparently, which is nice. It looks like that's all we have for the uh Marvel movies. Yeah, moving over to DC next, we have Wonder Woman has been cast for the Superman versus Batman movie. Her name is Gal I'm gonna probably mispronounce the last name. Gadot. Gadot, 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 Gadot. G A D O T. Um she's gonna be playing Wonder Woman. Uh I personally think this is gonna be a good choice. I know the general fan reaction has been against it. They're saying she's too skinny and she doesn't have the because you know apparently wonder woman needs <laughs> has to have i didn't know this was an issue i think um, she has yeah and um but she doesn't have ginormous yeah she doesn't have linda carter breasts yeah whatever man that should not be that shouldn't even be a factor even but be so many factor. people are complaining about it yeah i guess i mean if you have a bunch of i mean this you know comic books are targeted toward a young male audience way to stereotype the male <laughs> yeah. comic readership <laughs> yeah so this is what comes up right so we we get a finally we get a name for uh wonder woman and the big issue is her not big enough Right. Well, she says she's going to start training. She's going to start putting on some weight. But um, as far as her breasts go, man, that, that's it. It's fine. That's not an issue. I agree. It's Relax. not an issue. Did you read that uh, she may not be in costume? That she It just might be her, her character? Uh, I can sort of see that. I would hope that they would put her in, if not like a Wonder Woman costume, something mm-hmm. that kind of resembles. Mm-hmm. So we know who she is when mm-hmm. she shows up. I mean, obviously, we're going to recognize her on the screen. But mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool if people could identify her like immediately like oh you know even if she's not in a costume she's got mm-hmm. something kind of wonder woman looking oh yeah like the bracelets i don't care something like a lasso at her hip oh i think that's a huge mistake man i think not putting her in a costume is a huge mistake the, the expectations are so high right now yeah right and with that formula that we spoke of of, of movies leading into the a bigger event movie it's not just enough to tease that characters especially when there's so much hype around it right and we're right. already getting superman and batman this is the crossover movie right bring in other heroes you know what yeah I mean? let's see how they look in, in their costumes let's see what we i hope i hope they tweak it. they can copy what marvel's done and set this up to uh lead to a justice league movie Oh, yeah. Which and, I and, yeah. would be happy with. Absolutely. And not only that, I mean, a Wonder Woman movie, a Flash movie. I mean, the formula that Marvel has used is excellent. Go with that. You know, whoever owns a, a comic franchise should just go. Just like Sony is doing and uh, what Spider-Man and Fox is doing with the X-Men. Do it. Do it. DC and Warner Brothers should do the exact same thing. You know, add your characters in the movies, cross them over, make it feel like a big lived-in universe. Yeah, an existing tied in Oh, universe. Absolutely. And one thing I want to point out for the people who are complaining about her body, Chris Evans, who is Captain America, and Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, did not have the bodies that they have now for those movies. I mean, mm-hmm. those dudes, they didn't look like average Joes. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. look like you and I, mm-hmm. you know, but they, they weren't all buffed <laughs> out. Above you know? average. Yeah, <laughs> above average. But they weren't, you know, super buffed out. And one of the things that she um, had mentioned saying is it's physical preparation that I'm starting now, which includes Kung Fu, kickboxing, swords, jujitsu, so I can gain body mass. Yeah. So, I mean, she's already taking the role yeah. serious. You know, oh, she knows that people are bitching that she's too skinny, so mm-hmm. she's going to buff it out. I found a cool little article where Linda Carter was asked what she thought about Gal being Wonder Woman. She asked if it was weird seeing anyone else play Wonder Woman, and she said, I don't think so. It was a long time ago. I care more about the character continuing than holding on to my piece of it. I hope she has fun with it. That's cool. 
So I thought that was kind of cool. That's very cool. And then they said, what about the fact that Wonder Woman will be in a film that already has Batman and Superman in it? And she makes a really great point, I think. She says, maybe that's better. She won't have to carry the whole film. It takes the pressure off. I wish her well. I'm just glad she's going to be out there again. Maybe she'll get her own show again. I thought that was Mm -hmm. a good point that it's not just a Wonder Woman movie. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she doesn't have all this pressure to Mm -hmm. be perfect. I mean, I'm hoping that every side character that comes into these movies, just like Wonder Woman, I hope she's steals the scene when she's you know when she's in it kind of i hope like she Loki can Loki and thor too hey, dude i mean they're talking about making a hawkeye movie you know what i mean right. before the avengers dude who knew about hawkeye yeah. nobody you know nobody more people knew more about you know uh, more green arrow than uh than hawkeye. hawkeye and now they're talking about hawkeye getting his own movie which is just awesome and, and if anybody can have their own movie it's come on man dc has such a rich pool to choose from man they've always had like the the Big names. Man. Right. That's what I was just about Batman, to say. They've Superman, always Wonder had Woman, the Flash. big, big yes, names that yes. everyone recognizes. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. I don't know why Warner Brothers is so hesitant to, you know, give these guys a, a their own show. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have movies like Green Lantern, too, which kind of. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think with the proper writing, any, any character can, can be great. And we got more news? Yeah, absolutely. So along with the major um, uh, movies that Warner Brother and DC are putting out, they're also talking about making uh, lower budget, I don't, I don't want to say uh, B-list characters, but smaller characters may be getting their, their own movies as well. They announced that they might be doing a line of uh, movies starring uh, The Suicide Squad, Booster Gold. Um, so we might be seeing some of the lesser known names in the DC universe get their own movies, which would honestly would be a shame, right? If Booster Gold got a, his a own movie, movie before <laughs> Wonder Woman did or The Flash, but still I mean, regardless, I think that's a very good idea. I can see the uh, Deathstroke because they've been alluding to him in the Arrow show. So he's been getting a lot of popularity. Mm -hmm. And then Suicide Squad would not surprise me either because Deadshot, who is also in the Arrow Mm -hmm. show, is in Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad has Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who everyone loves. Absolutely. The male population loves Harley Quinn. If they're thinking about bringing Arrow to the big screen, um, dude that plays Arrow in the CW should have the part. Oh, without a doubt. That's his. And I don't care if Warner Brothers or DC, you know, has made it a point to say, no, the the TV universe is separate from the movie universe. You guys are screwing up. I mean, they're screwing up if they do that. I agree. Big time. They already have such a solid cast and such solid actors playing playing these roles. It's, It's already there, man. I agree. You already have a Starling City. That that piece of the puzzle piece is, is there. set. <laughs> Leave that alone. Bring you know, add it to the rest of the pieces that you're you're building. I know you haven't caught up to season two, but I'll no, tell you either. one thing. Barry Allen appears in Arrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I've heard that. I'm 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 can't wait to get to that point and and bring them. I mean, have you you've seen the Barry Allen episodes? Yes, I have. The dude that plays Barry Allen, good character, good. solid. He does yeah. a good job. Yeah, yeah. keep them. You know what I mean? Bring bring them on to the the big screen. Yeah, well, they're they're alluding that Flash will have his own TV show soon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've they've so. already announced they're already announcing supporting characters, right? And 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 villains and Doctor Zoom and all these other characters I've never <laughs> heard of. But you know what I mean. If if you would have told me a few years ago that I'd be like really digging, watching a, Arrow, <laughs> yeah, watching Arrow and and digging Green Arrow and wanting to know who these people are and like looking to buy his books, you know, I would have told you you're crazy. But yeah. it, it's a very 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 cool character. You know, not every superhero movie has to be this big, gigantic, multi million dollar production. I'm okay with a, a smaller, lower budget 
yeah. uh, comic book movie, man. And even for big name characters, too. I mean, you have street level characters that don't need to be, you know, saving the entire world. Uh, even Spider-Man, man, is is that street level character. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he fights crime at a purse snatching, uh, mugging level. Right. You know what I mean? Even Wolverine, I think, in smaller movies, not so much these big save the world type movies. You know, you don't need that. Well, now that Wolverine is carrying a gun, he can be street level. Oh, absolutely. He doesn't have to chase the guys down. Just blam, shoot him in the back. Shoot him in the back. <laughs> Bam, you're dead. Throw him in the trunk. <laughs> Throw him in the trunk. I hope they can do more with less and make whatever money they need to to spawn new movies and spawn sequels and and just keep the ball rolling, you know. Don't let this be a, a phase where it's going to be like, oh yeah, that was the uh, the superhero movie era. Now we're done with that. Now you we're know, done. It, it was westerns, and then it was zombies, and then it was superheroes, and now we're on to this. <laughs> no, let's keep this genre going. Yes, there's a, a lot of uh, a plethora, <laughs> a plethora. Yes, there's a plethora of characters and stories, and and they're already written. All these scripts are already out there in print. You know what I mean? You don't have to do much to them. Yeah, and Hollywood's out of ideas. You know, they're redoing everything. So why not just keep plucking away at comic books? Absolutely. So, As a comic book fan, I'm all behind that 100%. Have you ever wondered what happens when a toad gets struck by lightning? This question was asked in the year 2000 in the X-Men movie when Storm attacked Toad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this bit of news came in while I was editing the second issue of the podcast. Apparently, Toad has been cast for X-Men Days of Future Past. A young version of the Toad will be played by Evan, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. It's J-O-N-I-G-K-E-I-T. Uh, you may wonder who he is. Apparently, he did one episode as the world turns. He was in The Gift. Uh, he was in Crooked Necktie. He was in Amazing Sports Stories. He was in Calendar Girl. He was in Mysterious Journeys. And he was in Sarah and Dee. Like me, you probably don't know what any of those are. But anyway, he's been cast as a young toad. Another special announcement I want to add at the end of this podcast that we did not have time to record is two very special people who got a hero's welcome. The first one you've probably heard about. His name is Miles, and almost everyone now knows him as Bat Kid. It's not every day that a child swoops in and saves an entire city, but that's exactly what Miles did, dressed as Bat Kid through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Miles, at the age of five, is a hero to the people of San Francisco as it was converted for one day into Gotham. And while he battled the likes of Penguin and the Riddler, Miles is also battling a tougher fight. He's fighting leukemia. The founder of Clever Girls Collective had contacted Make-A-Wish Foundation and extended her help in making all of this come to life. With her staff, they contacted Twitter and they gave her the account of SF Batkid. With the help of social media, Everything simply exploded. Bat Kid's wish had suddenly become a reality. In an amazing display of restoring faith and humanity to the human race, the people of San Francisco gathered and cheered on Miles, who was dressed as Bat Kid as they arrived in a Lamborghini adorned in a Batman logo. From there, they battled the Penguin, the Riddler, and even saved a beautiful damsel in distress. As Bat Kid made his way through San Francisco, he was cheered on by hundreds of people who had gathered to show their support. Many of them were wearing official Bat Kid t-shirts. Kid Monarch clothing which is based in San Francisco, created this t-shirt with 100% of the proceeds benefiting the Make-A-Wish Foundation. When the city was finally saved, Bat Kid had earned the key to the city from Mayor Lee. He was quoted as saying, Today, November 15th, 2013, is Bat Kid Day forever. Another story that went viral but did not get as much news coverage is the story of Dennis. 
Dennis, like Bat-Kid, was a fan of all things superhero-related. With superhuman strength, Dennis fought every day. You see, Dennis was both physically and mentally disabled. However, the fight would take a more tragic turn as Dennis was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given five to six months to live. Dennis's good friend James Phipps reached out to David Johnson and expressed his desire to do something special for Dennis, because this would be Dennis's final Christmas. Reaching out to the cosplay community, they asked them to send photos and cards of them dressed up as heroes so that Dennis could have a superhero-filled Christmas. Once again, the superhero community responded. Facebook posts were shared, tweets were retweeted, and soon enough, a few news stations actually picked up on the story. That's when it really started to kick into full motion. I don't even recall how I first heard about the story myself. I know it was on Facebook, but who or how it came across my feed, I can't even begin to remember. I just knew I wanted to do something. However, despite my love of comics, I actually have no costumes of superheroes, though I have a closet full of superhero t-shirts. So I decided I would send Dennis a picture of my dog who I had once photoshopped in the Iron Man armor and called him Iron Dog. However, as I thought about it more, I wanted to send something from me as well. So I used a photo of me dressed up as a pirate, which I do every Halloween, and sent a photo with a note on it about how Dennis, whether he knew it or not, was my hero. It was great to see fellow co-workers and very good friends of mine also get involved. James Edmondson and Colleen Rodriguez also prepared and sent things to Dennis. I thought it was great that we could all share a part of our passion. James had sent Dennis a picture of him dressed in his Star Wars attire. Colleen had sent a picture of her and her friend Cindy dressed in their steampunk clothes. And I had sent him a picture of me dressed as a pirate. I'd even gone as far as decorating the back of the manila envelope as a pirate map. And Colleen did the same, decorating a card with gear logos and her envelope with tentacles giving it a very Cthulhu look. As I understand it, Dennis received these cards. However, sadly on December 29th, 2013, Dennis left the mortal world to continue the fight in the realms beyond. I just want to thank everyone that showed these two people. Anyone can be a superhero. We just need to believe. Thank you for listening to the Comic Relief Podcast. We'll hope you join us next time as we continue to discuss all things comic book related. And until then, make mine marvel. And you see. And independent. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast podcast and finally there is our twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comic relief podc i'd like to give a special shout out to travis richards who did the music for the comic relief podcast visit his website at www.travisarichards.com